Veda is in college in Vermont, she, which is a really long way away. And she went to a college that is smaller than the high school that she actually went to. She went to Cleveland High School on um, Powell and 26th. Her freshman year, there were 76 people in her gym class. Because, I know, because they didn't know that so many folks were going to be going to high school, I guess. So they had like one gym teacher with 76 people and it was crazy. I know. (laughs) But that's obviously like a very different social scene than going to a small private liberal arts college, right? And so she realized pretty early on that it wasn't going to be like the best plan to start just like partnering up with someone right away. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like then everyone knows and it's everyone knows each other and it's like a whole thing. And so she's, but it's been really difficult because she's been someone since her freshman year that has had a partner, like a girlfriend or a boyfriend, someone who's sort of doing that positive feedback loop mirroring. I can see you guys are all wrapped because I'm talking about dating suddenly. It's like instant buy-in teacher trainees. (laughs) If you want people's attention, just be like, anyways, dating. (laughs) Um, And so she's been there for about six weeks or so and finally has a crush, and his name is Connor, of course. I know, I'm naming him in the podcast. Um, He probably won't listen, (laughs) but she will, and she'll be like this, and I can prove that I can embarrass her from 3,000 miles away. Fantastic. (laughs) Um, And so she texts me on Sunday, I'm driving back from the coast, and she's like, does call me, question mark, and I'm like, yay. And so I call her, and um, she does this thing. I don't know if you do this with your people who you love, but she's like, tell me everything. And so then I start talking, and she goes, anyways. (laughs) I'm going to need some advice. (laughs) Really, she was just like, you know, here's a little of you, and now let's get back to me because I'm still a teenager. And um, what's the thing, like, when you have a crush on someone, what's the question that you always ask people? Do you guys know it? Does he like me? (laughs) There's that. Yes, of course. (laughs) But then also, what do I do? Right? That there's this feeling of like, oh my gosh, I have these really big feelings. I need to do something with them. And so I tell, um, because I'm me and she called me and then didn't let me talk about myself very much and then wanted advice, of course, I tell her a story. And it comes from the book um, Women Who Run With Wolves by Clarissa Pinko Estes. Do you guys know this author? Um, I was obsessed with this book last year, and they also have like a smaller version on Audible that you can listen to where she tells the stories. It's lovely. Highly recommend it. Probably it's at the library, like seven bazillion copies. Um, really ratty. And there's a story that she tells of um, a woman called Lalupa. And Lalupa lives in the desert, right? And in the desert, what's the thing about the desert, right, is that it's not very lush and that there's pockets of growth, right? But that they're few and far between. And sometimes that's what our lives feel like. So you have this setting of the desert, right? Where sometimes it doesn't feel very lush, but there's little pockets of growth in between and it can be a really long time before you see something happen. And um, this woman, her job, like her soul's work is to collect the bones of wolves. And she's said to be um, both a crooner and a cackler and that she makes more animal-like sounds than she does human sounds. I know, isn't that good? I want to be a crooner and a cackler. And 
So she goes out into the desert. This will get back to dating. Don't worry. I'm not going to lose you. And then she goes out into the desert, and bone by bone, she collects all the bones of the wolf until she has the whole thing complete from the tip of the tail to the tip of the nose. And only then does she start to sing over the bones. And she sits with it for a moment, and she's like, what mantra, what sounds are going to arise in me that will be able to enliven these bones? Right? And essentially what she's doing is recognizing that the power of the universe, the power of soul, the power of spirit can move through her so that she might enliven what once was dead. Making sense? But she has to have the whole wolf, every single bone together before she can do it. And so she sings and she sings over the bones and at first the ribs start to enliven and then the legs start to enliven and she keeps singing and she keeps singing And at the very beginning, it is a wolf, like this really wild thing. And it sort of starts to run off out into the desert and it keeps singing, it keeps singing. And the sun is said to be setting when this happens. And as the woman's singing over the bones, right, that are now complete, that are now whole, that she's infused with spirit and soul, the wolf starts to turn into a woman who has like all this beautiful multicolored hair like the sunset. And then the woman is singing and she is wild, and she is free, right? And my daughter says to me, are you talking to me or to yourself? (laughs) And I say to both of us. (laughs) Because, (laughs) because, right, the point of this story is that we have the form, the bones in this story represent a form, right? But it is also something that cannot be destroyed. And in yoga, The point of the physical form is so that we might understand what we really are, and that is love, and that is spirit. And when the woman sings over the bones, what she's doing, singing, Clarissa says that um, talking is human, but singing is the work of the spirit. And so she's infusing the bones, that which cannot be destroyed, with spirit so that they might enliven again, so that the woman can live big and be really free. And the thing is, when we ask a question like, what should we do, we think that there is a right answer. And the point of this story is that the only answer is only answer that is ever right is wholeness, right? The only answer that is ever right is remembering who we are, re-remembering who we are, and that the universe loves us so much that it let us have this body so that we could just do that. And remember that love can pour through us wild and free so that we end up being like that wolf woman who's like out there running in the sunset with wild multicolor burning man hair. Um, does that make sense, friends? And the yoga, I mean, this it's such a yogic story to me because there's the bones and that which cannot be destroyed. And then there's also the spirit. And that's what we are, right? We're bones and spirit unified. Um, and it is the form, this form only exists so that we can remember that we're love. Like that's it. And that there is no right answer. And that we have the capacity to live big and stop living in that small desert of blooming only every once in a while. And this is why people do yoga and do art and do tarot cards and do therapy and do all the things so that they can come back to that re-remembrance of fullness of fullness. So, yeah, I think it helped her. She texted me later and was like, it was perfect, Mama. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) Please um, bring your hands to your heart and we'll chant together. We will sing.